Hi, I'm Wack. And I'm Pat, and this is another edition of the Weekly Orbit, ending September 2nd, 2023. I'm back with my normal co-host, Wack, who's been on the European publicity tour, signing autographs, uh, meeting with the Weekly Bureau, um, Bureau, the Weekly Orbit Bureau in Brussels. <laughs> so how, how's your Brussels European tour really going, Wack? Everyone wants to know. It's been really good fun. Um, I met um, Rocky Pooler and I um, traveled across like pretty much a lot of Europe and it was really great. Brussels actually wasn't one of the places that I went to. I spent time in Berlin, which was really cool. And uh, it, it's like I recommend everyone to go to Berlin. Yeah, it's been, uh, it was a really, our like, director of the Brussels very, very office said you never showed up. <laughs> so, well, good to have you back. Yeah, let's, uh, um, let's keep that in the DL. You know, right a lot, a lot's trouble. happened in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a lot's happened um, in the last couple Ken, of weeks, and great. we've got a lot to cover this week, of course. So I'm going to share the screen with you. Absolutely, we'll yeah. get Ken right into it. Really, yeah, Ken did a really cool job last week, so shout out to Ken. Um, I really love Ken, so that was awesome to see Ken putting in the yeah, hard work. Ken was awesome. But um, I'm here now. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. So this week, WAC, we uh, hit officially 25,000 mini pools, I believe. Uh, it's been kind of going up and down because there's some withdrawals, some up and down. But uh, we're over 25,000, which is a real, um, it's a real goal that we hit. And I think part of that is that, you know, the validator queue has gone down. We're now at 20 days and four hours. And that's yeah. resulted in... Some of our whales, Thomas G, um, specifically, he's been just blowing through the deposit pool, converting uh, hundreds of mini pools. So uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Thomas Thomas is feasting on that premium, even though there's no premium left. Um, there's There was always, like, for the last couple of months, you know, I've had this thesis that I was, whenever the validator queue got less than 28 days, over, I guess 25 days to kind of count for like scrub periods and like you know the beacon chain queue like not the actual queue but like the time needs to get activated and stuff then as soon as that you know the next rewards checkpoint finished after that it would be a huge incentive for those whales who were a lot above 150 percent or around 150 percent mm-hmm. collateral or above 75 percent collateral i guess um, to to bond reduce because then they wouldn't lose any of their rpl rewards in that cycle and Thomas, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of like was following that. So he kind of feasted on the premium a little bit. Um, and then once the premium went away, then he was in line to bond reduce and he got everything ready and he smashed it. Like Thomas is doing really, really well with it, with his node. And yeah. um, it's it's huge. And he's he is the beacon chain after all. So um, Thomas stepping up. I thought Marco Barco might also do the same thing, but it seems like... Um, Marco might wait until next month now, um, since there's no premium on the on the deposit pool. So it kind of makes sense that Marco's just chilling, and once the premium comes back, <laughs> he kind of said to Thomas, "Okay, you go first, and then I'll go. I'll go second when the premium comes back. <laughs> I want a piece of that." Yeah, uh, exactly. That's the pre- and you- the premium actually works out really nicely. Um, if around one percent, it works out to be maybe more than the RPL rewards for that for that node for that validator but because marco and patricio um because marco and patricio 
you know, share the RPL and ETH is a managed node. So I guess their understanding might be slightly different. But for Thomas, it's just like, just enjoy it. Like, it feasts on that premium. Yeah. And you can see on the deposit pool those days where he he was doing all his uh, handiwork. On August 30th, we had uh, almost 2,600 ETH deposited. On August 31st, it was about 28, almost 2,800. And then on September 1st, it was over 3,200 ETH deposited. So, um, you know, just him create, well, mostly him um, bond reducing created thousands of new RETH onto the market, which is really great. It's great for the growth. And we got more of that to come because we still got, uh, we still got a whole bunch of LEV 16s out there waiting to reduce. Yeah, exactly. So there's a whole bunch of people, I think in the order of like thousands um, that are waiting to bond reduce. If you have a look at the weekly and the monthly um, charts here, like on the RETH in the deposit pool, um, this like those numbers are looking quite respectable, right? Like you know we um, we've definitely seen a bit of a rebound um, and kind of a bottoming forming, um, you know, with uh, July and August being around the fifty thousand um, ETH mark. If you look at that comparing to you know before um, Atlas and Shanghai, we we are kind of like way above those levels, right? Even though you know we thought that was healthy growth. And it looks like September's on track for a similar month. So I'm, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic about um, having seen the bottom, maybe, of um, TVL kind of like growth rate. And I'm hoping that, you know, in the next few months, we'll have these whales kind of feasting on the premium, feasting on um, LEB reductions because of the beacon chain queue. And all of those things together, I think, will, will hopefully spur on some good periods of growth in the, in the coming period. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other thing I want to show the folks or our listeners was uh, the smoothing pool this month was the second largest. Well, not this month, last. It was August 31st that yeah. it, it closed. Yeah. And as we can see here, we're, I think it was at 524, uh, which was the second largest distribution um, in smoothing pool history. And so it was mm-hmm. a banger. Um, always nice to get. Yeah. Um, I, Ken was right in his prediction last week. I asked him, "Do you think we'll how this month? Do you think we'll surpass 508, which was the former second best?" And he said, "Yep, he was feeling it, and he was right. Um, we had no problem surpassing 508." So, smoothing pool again. This is the bear market too. Uh, whack. Imagine when the bull comes back, the MEV that's <laughs> going to be available. Uh, what do you think? Yep. Yeah, so like MEV burn is a long way away on the Ethereum mainnet. Um, and because, you know, we still got at least another year, maybe two, potentially even three or four years of MEV that we can enjoy. Like in the next bull market, I I definitely see us hitting uh, multiple months of more than 1,000 ETH in this moving pool. Like I really feel like that's going to happen. You know, if we get sustained gas prices over 100 GUE a month on, month on end, we will literally have... Mm thousands of ETH in the smoothing pool. Uh, the smoothing pool is treating me so well that I don't even look at my proposals anymore. I'm in the smoothing pool. I don't want to look at my proposals. I don't want to know what I'm putting in there. All I know is that at the end of the month, I get a nice fat check and it's cut up, yeah. you know, from the smoothing pool and, and I love it. It's it's wonderful. It's such a great tool. 
Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I I checked it a few times, and if I did have a proposal, it was a fraction of NETH, you know, point zero zero something, right? And yeah, yeah. the smoothing pool just gives you that steady monthly dividend, or every twenty eight days, it's it's smoothing pool day, and what kind of money am I going to get? It just it's kind of just a nice icing on the cake, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's lovely. Like shout out to Joe for putting together such a great tool and the community for like helping him get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next thing, there's a new dashboard out there for RPL. You covered this in your show this week from er Ericsson and it's a, it's pretty nice. It's focuses just on RPL and it gives yeah. the ratio. Um, it gives the, the price in USD. It's, it's got some nice pie charts here, percent of nodes collateralized with RPL. Um, it shows price where nodes become under collateralized and um, there's quite a few metrics on here. Um, so it's a yeah. nice, a nice, another tool from someone in the community who put together. And I think it's nice. Uh, one, one thing to, of note is, you know, I think if I'm reading this right, this chart over here on the right, the percentage of nodes collateralized uh, looks like about a third or more are under collateralized. Am I reading that right? Yeah, you're reading that right, yeah. So they that is by ETH staked, um, and then like the middle one is by RPL staked, and the left one is by node count. So that that's the main one. The one on the left is showing you how many nodes by count are actually under-collateralized. So you get around 35% of nodes right now under-collateralized. And that's really tough, man. Like I, my heart really goes out for those people who kind of like, you know, joined... Um, becoming became rocket pool node operators in the last like three or four months and in, in that period over like atlas and shanghai and it was a wonderful time right like you know we were recording it was like jubilant like we were so happy and everything was looking amazing and i think very few people kind of saw us taking the downturn that we have since then so a whole lot of those people that were getting in at that time and kind of went in those low collateral ratios they are now underwater and some of them are like drastically underwater. And when you think that, you know, ETH LE, each LEB8 needs 2.4 ETH of RPL to stay, you know, collateralized, it's hard to put get together, you know, that nearly $4,000, $5,000 pretty much um, to stay collateralized. And sadly, those people are kind of like um, suffering that. For me, I know this sounds really harsh to say, but it's increasing my RPL rewards because those people's rewards, you know, they're not getting any rewards. It's going to be divided out against the rest of the 66%. So that's yeah. kind of nice, but that I feel like such a jerk saying that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the effective but, uh, RPL state, right? That's that's the metric yeah, that's, that's used for the yeah, distribution. You, How much of it is, yeah, and in this case, 64 percent of nodes are effective so they're the ones who are going to get their the reward that yeah month. if you look at it by rpl the only um like only 10 percent of rpl that's staked is is under collateral technically and that just shows you that there's a whole lot of people who are a lot over collateral like for myself you know i'm kind of hovering around that 150 percent point even now and others sadly aren't aren't quite there so um I guess I'm as big a bull as you come for RPL staking though. So that kind of explains it. But, um, you know, it's really yeah. a tough time. And um, you can see that there's a lot of people that are kind of like right at that cusp because as the ratio fluctuates, they go above and under and they just kind of like topped up their collateral to kind of hit that 10%. Um, 
but I think I think we'll uh, we'll be all right, and we just need like the ratio to increase, you know, ten, twenty, thirty percent, and the vast majority of those nodes will be back collateralized. It's just it's deep down bear market right now, and sadly a lot of right. people have kind of lost like faith in in RPL. People are exiting their yeah. validators and stuff, so it's kind of disappointing. But I'm I'm hoping that you know some bullish sentiment comes back and people get back to believing in RPL again because at the moment there's a lot of fud and a lot of like doom and despair about it. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about a few things in this, later in the show that may help the RPL ETH ratio. And um, one of those, well, the next slide here is this uh, Aave V3 pool, RPL pool. Uh, they, it's been doubled. Uh, the capacity was at 210,000. RPL and it's been doubled to 420,000 and already it's up at the th almost 314,000 just in a couple of days. And if we scroll down, the borrow limit has also increased uh, to 160,000. So uh, more and more RPL is being used in DeFi. And that may, that's one of those, I think one of those contributing factors, you know, long-term that makes a token valuable is it, you know, hey, does it have use cases right and this was one and it's growing yeah and you know this is a huge testament to people believing in Aave of course you know it's one of the most lindy uh, you know the longest lasting DeFi protocols it's been going solid for a few years now with very few issues um, there have been issues of course but like you know people still trust Aave really well and rightly so I think and um, are they uh, doing the sensible thing, right? They're waiting to see what adoption is like. And then if adoption is favorable, then they, they keep pushing they keep pushing it in a sensible way. Like one of the things they did was, you know, they, they doubled the, um, the supply uh, RPL limits, but with the borrow limits, they, they were kind of careful with how they expanded that. And I think they did it in a really smart way. So that's the kind of thing that they'll keep doing. Those, those, Percentages look really great right now. So you can borrow um, RPL at 2.67% uh, interest rate, whereas staking is yielding like 8, I think 9% interest rate, something like that. You're not getting much as a supplier, but as that utilization increases, then you know, you'll be getting more. Um, and it's around half a percent, which instead of just having it sat doing nothing, you're making some RPL. So that's... Uh, that's pretty nice too. So it's a tool that's so, being used and it's growing. And I think um, we're going to have a whole lot more of these DeFi tools coming online very soon. So Wack, what's the motivation to supply the RPL if you're only going to get 0.53%? Is it just out of generosity? You want to, you know, we got some benefactors who want to see RPL, um, you know, this pool be successful or is there, what, what's the motivation? So I think there might be a mixture of a bunch of different things. Um, one of them definitely is that, you know, people want some yield, right? So right now, the utilization of the the borrow side is not full. So as that gets borrowed more, then it's on a curve, right? And like the interest rate gets higher. So the APY that supplying people who are supplying make gets higher as well. So they want to make yield, right? Like instead of having your RPL sat there doing nothing, you you put it in the RV, like you, it's fairly trustworthy, like it's fairly resilient, like you don't, you don't expect it to get hacked or drained or anything like that. And then um, 
you're getting half a percent. So it's not amazing, but it's something, which is better than just having it in your wallet. That's one thing. I think there is definitely the element as well by some people of just like, you know, showing that this is a use case. And um, I know that there are a couple of people who have deposited in there just to show that, you know, there's RPL that's available, RPL, like demand is there and the the need is there for RPL to do this and kind of like trailblazing in some ways. And it's helping a lot, right? Because um, Aave leading the way is showing other DeFi protocols that this this kind of system can work really well. So um, I'm really excited to see some other protocols coming online who are integrating RPL. Um, there's a whole lot of them that are doing RE stuff now, which is amazing. Um, but RPL stuff is just getting started. And I think it's really, really cool to see that grow. Yeah, I could see another... I was just thinking as you were speaking that another use case would, or no, the motivation might be, hey, I'm a long-term holder of RPL. I've got some sitting idle. And right now, yeah, it's only 0.53% yield on it, but there is a cap. So when that rate starts going up, I'm going to be in, you know, and some, when that rate's up and it's maxed out, no one can get in. Hey, I'm already in. And now the yield is two, three, 4% maybe. And uh, if I had waited, I would have missed out. So better to, hey, I got this RPL sitting around. I trust Ave. I'm getting a little bit of yield now. But, you know, when when the market really starts heating up, I can just sit back and relax because I've already got my allocation in, into the pool. And, of course, the best thing about Ave is that, you know, you can press that button to withdraw your RPL. You can withdraw it within minutes, within, you know, a few blocks, Um depending on the gas fees, choose, yeah. and then you can sell it or do something else with it right away. It's not, you know, a huge deal like it is with staking where you have to like unwind your stake or, uh, you know, only top up or top, you skim off the above 150% yeah. or whatever the situation is. It, it's the very different dynamics, which I think are really um, helpful here for a lot of um, whales. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I know our next item, our friend of the pod, Jasper, he's back, Whack. Um, he has a new... I'm so happy. Yes, yes. He's got a new yeah. Twitter address, Jasper, the friendly ghost dot ETH, um, at Dr. Jasper underscore ETH. And then he's also created yeah. a Farcaster account. But, you know, I have to... I, I kind of yeah. laughed in a way like this. You, you meet with Jasper, and then a few days later, he gets kicked off Twitter. And then you met with Ramana, <laughs> like the next day he gets hacked. So I'm telling folks out there, if you see Wack at ETH Denver next year, you might want to think twice about hanging out. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. Because, like, you know, nah, if, if some sure. kind of critical contract bug or something gets caught the next day, then everyone I know, gets I know. screwed. But no, hopefully, hopefully that won't be the case. But no, um, I've met a whole lot of people from Rocket Pool, and this is just a coincidence. And of course, you know, correlation is not causation. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's just a really horrible coincidence. It's really shame that, you know, um, of course, Ramana's um, contract hack is orders of magnitude worse than um, Twitter yeah. shit, pardon my language, you know, from Elon. But um, it was just like a little bit of like light that kind of like that joke like in a in a really yeah. dark time so um that's horrible but yeah 
I'm, I'm glad that Jasper's yeah, and back you, on Twitter. If you want to help, really Roma, just so really can you give us give us a little background about Romana, um, real quick? Uh, what happened, and how how can viewers or listeners out there help? Yeah, so Romana was um, working with Rocket Up. For those of you who know that, you know when there's a premium on um, our ETH, then uh, you use a tool called Rocket Rocket Up that Romana created that will let you kind of manipulate the deposit pool in such a way that you can get a little bit of extra bonus ETH back. So Ramana has kind of been playing around with this for a while, for I think nearly a year now, at least six to eight months, ever since there's been a premium basically, um, to try to make this better and better for Rocket Pool users. And other people have worked on it as well and they've come up with like variations of it. So recently Ramana came up with a new version where he was going to be through a contract where you wouldn't need to flash loan. So he made a contract and he put some ETH in that contract, some RETH into that contract. So you could just use his contract to kind of like save some gas. And there was a security flaw in the contract and someone basically stole his um, 32 or 34 ETH, 34 ETH worth of RETH, something along those numbers. So it was a huge disaster, like... Um, you know, he's trying to chase it up across any avenues that he can. Sadly, it's not too optimistic that anything will happen with that. So because so many people in the community kind of benefited from Rocket Up um, and just Ramana's presence in general, like, you know, he's a great community contributor and like mm. does amazing work. Um, RPL Maxi, myself, kind of had the idea of setting up a POAP that people could buy um, if they wanted, you know, just to show support. And um, the price of the pop was, I think, $80, 0.05 ETH. Um, so um, I think the last count, about 40 people had, or 50 people, sorry, had already bought the pop, which is about two and a half ETH of uh, kind of donations, I guess. So, you know, thankfully people are like showing their support. But of course, you know, it's not going to go the whole way to, um, to filling that theft. But um, I think there's been a lot of outpouring of love and support. Yeah, well for Ramana, and I think it's totally deserved because um, he's... Yeah, we'll he, put he a link in the show community. notes for the PO app if you're interested in helping out. It'll be there for you. Um, yeah. And just to finish up on Jasper, so he's created a, you know, if you're on Farcaster, um, he's he's there. And Wack, you have also created your Farcaster account. I have my Farcaster account. Um, I'm using it a little bit yeah. more and more as Twitter continues to have its issues so um yeah. i think the invite is over on farcaster they're now it's gonna they're go they've just deployed on optimism as i understand and they're gonna have it's gonna be open to everybody soon uh to join it uh, uh, so look forward to that and get involved and um, you can join the way any thoughts now. on real quick um, on farcaster yeah like the ui is really smooth i really like it we need more people there and we need more people kind of like just not cross posting, which I know I'm guilty of myself, just like, you know, posting something to Twitter and then posting yeah. the same thing to Farcaster. We need people kind of like posting original content uh, to Farcaster. So it attracts more people to it. Um, but I think um, I'm hoping that, you know, it's, it's gaining traction. I'm seeing familiar faces on there kind of posting on there. Twitter has such a huge network effect that it's going to be really hard to kind of break that. Um, I'm hoping that it happens. Farcaster seems to be like, you know, generating some good mindshare. Like, you know, their, their wait lists are good and 
they, it seems like it's going to be a good product. The, like I said, you know, the UI is really sharp and they're really sleek. I really like it, but um, it'll just be a matter of time to see if it can build up those network effects because Twitter's got such a huge lead on that. So time will tell. Yeah. Okay, and our next item, um, Bossy, uh, he posts, no one here is bullish enough on Rocket Pool Mega Pools next year. Instead of silos of collateral, all collateral will be linked, allowing for a scaling bond with size. One ETH bond mini pool is very likely coming. And he's talking about, this kind of um, leads to our next slide here with Langers, who posted kind of the roadmap that the team is seeing. Um, it looks like two upgrades coming. You got Houston first. You got Saturn second. Uh, Houston's going to have PDAO voting on, uh, that is on-chain. You have RPL withdrawal address that is separate. Um, and you have stake ETH on behalf of a node. I think those last two are really talking about node set that uh, on like an L2 type of modular uh, product can be built on top of rocket pool the base layer and then you have saturn mega pools leb4s so um do you want to briefly go into the, uh, this is what makes me excited whack and we're talking about rpl eth ratio what's there in the pipeline the way i see it you got two exciting upgrades coming probably in the next you know combined six to nine months you've got um 48 44 coming for eth you know, in probably November, you've got probably ETH uh, ETFs coming at some point next year. You've got probably a bull market at some point down the road here next year, possibly. You got a lot of things going on that's going to really be beneficial. Um, but these two specific for Rocket Pool are exciting. And so, what are your thoughts uh, quickly on Houston and Saturn from what we know? Yeah. So, Houston is moving. Um one of the potential areas of FUD that's kind of come up against Rocket Pool DAO, like the PDAO and like, you know, the team and stuff, which is that the team have ownership of Guardian contract, the Guardian account that can make changes, you know, at will, technically. Um, of course, you know, they wouldn't do that, we hope, but they can do that. So um, the PDAO uh, voting will remove that scope of FUD completely. It'll make um, voting happen on chain. So when you are doing, like, you know, we do snapshot votes now. So as you do a vote, it'll be a new system of voting. But as you do a vote, then with that vote, there'll be a transaction or like a code that, that will get pushed automatically the chain once that vote has passed. So it removes the, the, the middleman, basically the team being the middleman, which is really bullish. Like that's like, you know, in terms of like making Rocket Pool even more decentralized and trustless, yeah. that, that's huge. That's really great. The two other bullet points are kind of related to NodeSet, but not quite related to NodeSet. It's kind of a different area. This is more like uh, making marriages easier between between nodes. Uh, sorry, between like with nodes with marriage nodes is making it easier between the RPL holder and the the ETH holder and the staker. So what happens with this is it kind of like makes it slightly more trustless. Um, and uh, it reduces some of those trust assumptions that you know we've had between um, nodes in the past. Like myself, you know, I'm in the marriage node with Ramana, and um, he has a contract that we've set up. So some of these features would remove some of the need of that contract. Ours is slightly more customized. I don't know how deep the team is going to go into that, but um, 
that that's kind of like what that will help with so that'll be really great notice that i'm building like a much more comprehensive system on top of this like they're, they're going like really they're really building stuff like really cool stuff then with saturn is that's when the fun really it, begins. if i can like, stop you there for a sec is is yeah. those rpl withdrawal address and stake would that make it easier for node set or is it just not required at all for them or do you I know i think they're working on their own system altogether i'm sure okay. it will help node set the thing that was really going to help notice it is an EIP that's coming, which is called um, 40, um, 4788. So that is one that's going to help notice it a lot, like in terms of getting like stuff done gotcha. on the Ethereum side. And that's going to come in the next upgrade, you know, Cancun and Denup or Dencun, which I don't like calling it that, but that's what it is. Um, that's what's really going to help notice it, like really grow um, because it's going to give them some powers that they don't have at the moment. And, um, that that's going to really help and it's going to help like rocket pool as well because it's going to help the uh, beacon chain uh, communicate like it's going to help communication between the execution and consensus layers um and having that information on the hand is going to make it a lot easier to build these kind of tools now when it comes to saturn that's when you know we're going to see some really explosive growth again just like we did when atlas came through um as um as um, people with LEB8s or mini pool 16s, they'll be able to go to LEB4s, hopefully. But the mega pools idea is the one that is really exciting. And that will allow scaling of, of, um, of validators. So for example, you know, what will happen is right now, one of the things that we need to worry about is just how much collateral and how much security is a node or a validator, sorry, providing. Um, because it happens on a validator by validator basis, um, and you need a certain amount of economic security to make sure that you know things like MEV theft, etc., don't have a huge impact. With mega pools, what will happen is you know all the nodes validators will just be on one contract, so you'll be able to share security across your different validators. So as long as then you know you have um, X for for the whole lot that should be enough basically so the way that might work is you know with your first validator or sorry with your first 10 validators it might be that they're leb8s but then 10 after that maybe you can have those leb4s and then the 10 after that maybe they'll be leb2s now valdorf's kind of like dug into the numbers of like you know where the limit of that is and it seems like leb1s won't be possible uh, just i don't think they're ever going to reach the point where leb1s will be like will work well um, or at least not for the foreseeable future but LEB2s, I think, is where, you know, the sweet spot might be. And I think LEB2s will be amazing. They're, they're going to be really exciting. So there's a whole lot of really, really cool stuff happening. And I'm yeah. really excited about it. And this this is Absolutely. something that's definitely a whole lot of people are sleeping on. And I think just that period of explosive growth that we had after Atlas, this is going to, like, go off that if it works well. And as long as, you know, we can maintain that RETH demand, um, which is then, you know, will come down to the incentive management committee to juice those incentives in that period and get as much RE through the door as possible because we'll literally be, you know, doubling plus our um, TVL again. So going from 25,000 mini pools, we could potentially go to 50,000 mini pools if it was to happen like today within the space of a month or two months. Like that's the kind of growth that we'll be seeing and that's going to blow everyone's minds. And that's where, that's what's going to really help uh, Rocket Pool like like thrive in the coming period after that so yeah and i'm really excited you know and I'm just hoping yeah if that, you're you know sorry if you're excited about lev4s folks um let's say they come q2 next year 
and you want to, you're at, maybe you got some LEB eights and you're a little low on your RPL, then this would be a good time to start accumulating that because you'll need that RPL as collateral on those LEV fours. And at, you know, at these low prices, that's something that, you know, if you're doing a, a monthly buy, this might be the time to do it. So by the time we get to quarter two next year, and I'm just throwing that out there, I don't know if it's going to be quarter two, but, um, that this would be the time to start accumulating some of that so that you can take yeah. advantage of all that sweet ETH that comes with an LEV4. Right. Okay, yeah. on to our like, of course, uh, next and second last thing. Uh, um, yeah. uh, we've got a new grant application deadline coming up, WAC, September 9th. Um, you are on the GMC committee, and there's some important dates coming up. So... Do you want to run through this for us, seeing that you're uh, on the committee and this is a, this is a change. Um, it's uh, much, it seems like we just finished on the last grant round and here we go. Another, it's great. Yeah. So with uh, the grants now, we recently had a new RPIP that went through and that's changed how the grants work for, from the GMC which is the Grants Management Committee. Now we will have a grants window every month instead of every three months, which we feel is a lot more responsive to like the community's needs. Instead of you know waiting for three months for the next rewards for the next grants period, you can get it every month now. Um, however, it's kind of changed the way it works. So key dates, remember, is the first of the month, which is when the new grants period will open, like it has on September 1st. However, instead of running for two weeks to the 14th, it's now going to run for like just over a week. So it'll run to, this month is going to run to September 9th. And then the GMC will be meeting and discussing um, discussing the different grants and applications um, in the week uh, following that up to September 15th. And then between September 16th and the 22nd is when the GMC will kind of go into a negotiation phase where, you know, they explain to the uh, awardee whether we're going to accept their grant, reject their grant, kind of let them make their case in a more personal basis, talk to them about what the amount we're thinking of giving them is, how they feel about that. They can then make their case as well if they want more and um, kind of like talk to them. And then once the September 23 comes about, then everything will be finalized and the awards announcements will be happen on September 24th. So it's a little bit of a shorter period. You know, the previous period lasted a whole month and now it's lasting just over three weeks. But you'll have a period every month, which I think is the really exciting thing here. And I think it'll really help the GMC that kind of stay in tune with the, the PDAO's needs and helping them do great stuff. Yeah. If you've got a great idea that you've thought, hey, maybe I should fund, uh, get this funded, this would be the time. Um, and, you know, this show is is uh, an award recipient for a grant, and as is your show, WAC. And, um, you know, it doesn't take much, guys. If you've got a good idea you want to contribute, uh, just put it, put it in writing, and chances are, if it's a good idea, you're going to get funded. And it can be a nice additional source of income for you. Um, you can feel like you're contributing to the community, you're making Rockapool stronger. And one thing Rockapool has advantage is its community, how strong it is and how so many folks are involved. And it's just not a small development team. There's all kinds of people doing great work and it keeps getting bigger. And 
um, I, I'm excited. I hope there's more folks who join up. Um, speaking of that, uh, joining up the last, yes. our last item is the next ETH Denver has been announced. It's going to be, it's going to run from February 23rd through March 3rd in Denver, Colorado, the United States. Um, it's a great event. If you want to meet up with other passionate folks about Rockapool or the development team, or just get get in a hall with some of the smartest people in the world <laughs> this is it uh, i went this is how i met whack and i met so many good great people yeah and so um now whack i understand you're going to be there this time and you're you're bringing the cavalry with you aren't you yeah i'm going to travel with my family hopefully we haven't booked our flights yet um, and, um it's most likely that i won't stay in the rocket pool airbnb this time just because i have my <laughs> wife and kids with me so we'll most likely stay in the hotel but um, it's going to be really great to be there. Like, I really enjoyed my experience last year. It was wonderful meeting, like, literally hundreds of people. It felt like like thousands of people were there. It was, a, it was yeah. a really, really great experience. And I can't recommend going to East Denver strongly enough. Even if you're not in the U.S., you know, there's some grants available for people normally that, that will cover part of, like, the, their ticket, like the sponsorship tab that you can see on the top right of the screen. And, um, you know, you can get flights paid for partly, or some of your accommodation paid for maybe partly as well. So um, if you are interested, if you've got something to offer to the Ethereum community, or just if you just want to meet people, come along, um, attend uh, East Denver 2024, and it's going to be an absolutely wonderful time for everyone involved. So definitely check it out. Yeah, just stop by. We'll be there. Uh, I plan on going, and you'll meet meet us. Um, I, I'm going to be, I'm excited because I love the interviews, uh, some of the community members as part of our show. Um, and get the word out. So yeah, I'm, I can't wait. And it's something to look forward to towards the, you know, it'll be towards the end of winter in uh, North America. It's a good time to get out and about and meet people and get out of your hibernation. So anyways, that's, that wraps up today's show. Um, not financial advice, of course, Whack. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep listening. We're on your favorite Apple feed google um spotify youtube we're all there whack show whack you got back into your rhythm this week i assume you're going to do the same this week as well from uh, europe i'm actually going to go and record rocket fuel right now oh. so i'm going to try okay. to yeah i'm going to try to go out every day this week hopefully if possible um i'm a little bit more settled now like the last couple of days i was traveling again but um i'm hoping i'll get an episode out like every day for the next eight or nine days in a row i'm hoping so let's see how it goes fabulous okay folks um yeah. it's good seeing seeing you whack and we'll talk to you next week